Chapter Nineteen of Nobody's Man by E. Phillips Oppenheim. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Gerard. Chapter Nineteen. The most popular hostess in London was a little thrilled at the arrival of the moment for which she had planned so carefully. She laid her hand on Tallente's arm and led him towards a comparatively secluded corner of the winter garden, which made her own house famous i must apologize mrs van fosdyke he said for my late appearance i travelled up from devonshire this afternoon and found snow all the way we were nearly two hours late it is all the more kind of you to have turned out at all then she told him warmly i don't mind telling you that i should have been terribly disappointed if you had failed me it has been my one desire for months to have you three the prime minister lethbridge and you under my roof at the same time you find politics interesting over here tallente asked a little curiously she flashed a quick glance at him why i find them absolutely fascinating she declared the whole thing is so incomprehensible just look at to-night half of debrett is represented here practically the whole of the diplomats and yet except yourself not a single member of the political party who we are told will be ruling this country within a few months the very anomaly of it is so fascinating there is no necessary kinship between society and politics tallente reminded her your own country for instance mrs van fosdyke who was an american shrugged her shoulders my own country scarcely counts she protested after all we came into being as a republic and our aristocracy is only a spurious conglomeration of people who are too rich to need to work but many of these people whom you see here to-night still possess feudal rights vast estates great names and yet over their heads there is coming this government in which they will be wholly unrepresented what are you going to do with the aristocracy mr tallente encourage them to work he answered smiling but they don't know how they must learn no man has a right to his place upon the earth unless he is a productive human being there is no room in the world which we are trying to create for the parasite pure and simple you are a very inflexible person mr tallente there is no place in politics for the wobbler do you know she went on glancing away for a moment that my rooms are filled with people who fear you the labour party as it was understood here five or six years ago never inspired that feeling there was something of the tub-thumper about every one of them i think it is your repression mr tallente which terrifies them you don't say what you are going to do your programme is still a secret and yet every day your majority grows only an hour ago the prime minister told me that he couldn't carry on if you threw down the gauge in earnest tallente remained bland but became a little vague i see folds among your guests he observed have you seen his statue of perseus in andromeda she laughed i have but i am not going to discuss it of course i accept the hint but as a matter of fact i am a person to be trusted i ask for no secrets i have no position in this country even my sympathies are at present wobbling i am simply a little thrilled to have you here because the prime minister is within a few yards of us and i know that before many weeks are past the great struggle will come between you and him 
as to who shall guide the destinies of this country you forget mrs van fosdyke he objected that i am not even the leader of my party stephen dartrey is our chief she shook her head dartrey is a brilliant person she admitted but we all know that he is not a practical politician the battle is between you and horlock tallente was watching a woman go by a woman in black and silver whose walk reminded him of jane his hostess followed his eyes you are one of alice mountgarren's admirers she inquired i don't even know her he replied she reminded me of someone for a moment she is one of the duchess of barminster's daughters his companion told him she married mountgarren last year her sister lady jane is rather inclined towards your political outlook she lives in devonshire and tries to do good his eyes followed the woman in black and silver until she had passed out of sight the family likeness was there appealing to him curiously tugging at his heart-strings his artificial surroundings slipped easily away he was back on the moors he felt a sniff of the strong wind the wholesome exultation of the empty places a more wonderful memory still was sweeping in upon him his companion intervened chillingly one never sees your wife nowadays mr tallente my wife is in america he answered mechanically she has gone there to stay with some relatives she is interested in politics not in the least mrs van fosdyke welcomed a newcomer with a gracious little smile and tallente rose to his feet Horlock had left the group in the centre of the room, and was making his way towards them. "'At least we can talk here,' he said, shaking hands with Tallent, without any suggestion of a conspiracy. "'The old gang, you know,' he went on, addressing his hostess, "'simply close around me when I try to have a word with Tallent. "'They are afraid of some marvellous combination which is going to shut them out.' "'Lethbridge is the only one of them here tonight,' she observed and he is probably in one of the rooms where they are serving things. Now I must go back to my guests. If I see him, I'll head him off. She strolled away. The Prime Minister sank back upon a couch. His air of well-bred content with himself and life fell away from him the moment his hostess was out of sight. Tallent, he said, I suppose you mean to break us. I thought we'd been rather friendly, was the quiet reply. We've been letting you have your own way for nearly a month that is simply because we are on work which we are tackling practically in the fashion you dictated herlock pointed out when we have finished this irish business what are you going to do i am not the leader of the party tallente reminded him from a parliamentary point of view you are was the impatient protest dartrey is a dreamer he might even have dreamed away his opportunities if you hadn't come along miller would never have handled the house as you have miller was made to create factions you were made to coalesce to smooth over difficulties to bring men of opposite points of view into the same camp you are a genius at it tallente six months ago i was only afraid of the democrats now i dread them shall i tell you what it is that worries me most if you think it wise your absence of programme why don't you say what you want to do give us some idea of how far you are going to carry your tenants 
are we to have the anarchy of bolshevists or the socialism of marx a red flag republic or a classical dictatorship we are not out for anarchy at all events tallente assured him nor for revolutions in the ordinary sense of the word you mean to upset the constitution speaking officially i do not know speaking to you as a fellow politician i should say that sooner or later some changes are desirable you'll never get away from party government perhaps not but i dare say we can find machinery to prevent the house of commons being used for a debating society horlock whose sense of humour had never been entirely crushed by the exigencies of political leadership suddenly grinned the old gang will commit suicide he declared if they aren't allowed to spout they'll either wither or die old man lethbridge's monthly attacks of high-minded patriotism are the only things that keep him alive i don't fancy tallente remarked that we shall abandon any of our principles for the sake of keeping lethbridge alive what the mischief are your principles no doubt dartrey would enlighten you if you chose to go to him was the indifferent reply within the course of the next few months we shall launch our thunderbolt you will know then what we claim for the people hang the people horlock exclaimed i've legislated for them myself until i'm sick of it they're never grateful perhaps you confine yourself too much to one class tallente observed dryly as a rule the less intelligent the voter the more easily he is caught by flashy legislation the operative pure and simple horlock announced has no political outlook he'll never see beyond his trades union you'll never found a great national party with his aid his companion smiled then we shall fail and you will continue to be prime minister mrs van fosdyke came back to them on the arm of a foreign diplomat she leaned over to horlock and whispered lethbridge has heard that you two are here together and he is on your track better separate she passed on the two men strolled away have you any personal feeling against me tallente horlock asked none whatever his companion assured him you did me the best turn in your life when you left me stranded after hellsfield horlock sighed lethbridge almost insisted he looked upon you as a firebrand he said there would be no repose about a cabinet with you in it well it's turned out for the best tallente remarked dryly au revoir on his way back to the reception rooms an acquaintance tapped him on the shoulder one moment tallente lady alice montgaron has asked me to present you tallente bowed before the woman who stood looking at him pleasantly but a little curiously she held out her hand i seem to have heard so much of you from my sister jane she said you are neighbours in devonshire aren't you neighbours from a devon man's point of view he answered i live halfway down a precipice and she five miles away at the back of a stygian moor and incidentally a thousand feet above me you seem to have surmounted such geographical obstacles your sister's friendship is worth greater efforts tallente replied lady alice smiled i wish that some of you could persuade her to come to town occasionally she asked jane is a perfect dear of course and i know she does a great deal of good down there 
but i can't help thinking sometimes that she is a little wasted life must now and then be dreary for her tallente seemed for a moment to be looking through the walls of the room we are all made differently lady jane is very self-reliant and devonshire is one of those counties which have a curiously strong local hold but when her moors and her farms are under snow and woolhanger is wreathed in mist and one hears nothing except the moaning of animals in distress what about the local attraction then you speak feelingly tallente observed smiling i spent a fortnight with jane last winter she explained i had some idea of hunting never again only i miss jane she is such a dear and i don't see half enough of her i saw her yesterday tallente said reminiscently this morning she told me she was going to ride out to inspect for herself the farm of the one black sheep amongst her tenants i looked out towards woolhanger as i came up in the train it seemed like a miasma of driven snow and mists every one to his taste lady alice observed as she turned away with a friendly little nod i have just an idea however that this morning's excursion was a little too much even for jane what do you mean tallente asked eagerly lady alice looked at him over the top of her fan she was a woman of instinct i had a telegram from her just before i came out she said there wasn't much in it but it gave me an idea that after all perhaps she is thinking of a short visit to town come and see me mr tallente won't you i live in mount street number seventeen my husband used to play cricket with you i think she passed on and tallente stood looking after her for a moment a little dazed a friend came up and took him by the arm unprotected and alone in the gilded halls of the enemy the newcomer exclaimed come and have a drink by the by you look as though you'd had good news i have tallente assented smiling then we'll drink to it mummel not bad stuff this way End of chapter 19